Hello everyone, this is Cliff from Total Michigan. Today's episode is going to contain some really tough subject matter. If you have any aversion at all to subjects of abuse or neglect or anything that might involve little kids, you will probably want to skip this episode. If you've got a huge heart, if you are driven by compassion, then this episode will speak to you and I ask that you let it be your guide. The circumstance that brought me was um, she had a twin. She passed away in November. So um, that loss kind of caused a whole shake in my world and hers. So we had a rough patch. And the entire last year, we kind of lived in that loop. Couldn't stay stable. Couldn't keep a job. Was afraid of losing her so bad. But then, um... I said, we gotta do something different with this because we can't keep going couch to couch and not being stable. And an opportunity came, my friend said, hey, she wanna help you. There's this place called the Mustard Seed. Can we, can we call them on your behalf? And I said, sure. And then the day that she passed, November 28th, I got to call and I could come here. And we came through the doors with a clothes we had on our back, some coats and a dirty car seat. And now we have so many different things. Like, they found me grief counseling. They've helped me rebuild. I don't go through the periods of depression alone because there's somebody to come in and check because I'm going through the stuff with her. There's that friendly reminder that says, hey, you know, uh, gives you more structure, gives you a chance to breathe, take a moment to heal from yourself, from what's going on around you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Total Michigan, where we interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm your host, Cliff Duvinois. Today, I am in Saginaw. I love having real big success stories on the show. But we also have to remember, too, that there are people out there that are having a little bit of trouble in life. And I love it when people step up and say, I will help. And more than anything, in doing all the interviews, a name kept popping up again and again and again, and that is the mustard seed out of Saginaw. So I reached out to the ladies over at Mustard Seed and we've got them on the show today. We've got Leona Sullivan, one of the founders of Mustard Seed. And we also have Amy Bartels Rowe, who's the executive director of Mustard Seed. Amy, just take a minute and tell us what is Mustard Seed? Mustard Seed is a home for women and women with children who are experiencing homelessness. We have roughly 8,000 square feet of space two sides of our building, one for women and their children, moms and kids, and another space for single ladies. We welcome our guests who come to us often from living in their cars, living on the streets, from couch to couch, shelter to shelter, and we welcome them to our beautiful home on Cherry Street in Saginaw and allow them to come in and feel safe and dignified and provide them with a warm place to lay their head as they begin to unpack the stories of their lives and what maybe led them to homelessness. I am a big believer in vocabulary and the words that you choose. And it's interesting that you chose the word when our guests come to us. How important is that? It's extremely important. And it truly is. Those The folks that come to us, we do treat them as guests. It's a common term. And these folks have been case managed their whole life. They've been a client. They've been participant. They've been a consumer. 
which are all very institutionalized terms, if you will. And that idea of of welcoming a guest. We have guests over for dinner. We treat them in a certain way. We bring out the fancy dishes. We make sure the house is clean when we have guests. And that's exactly what we do here at Mustard Seed. Leona, where are you from and where did you grow up? I grew up in Detroit. Now, what brought you to Saginaw? Bishop Buntner. I was a religious at the time, and he wanted a new director of Christian service. And so he called me up and said, I'd like to take you out for lunch and interview you for the job. And so he came to Detroit, and we went out, and that's how I got here. What was it that made you decide or to start pursuing or going after creating mustard seed in the first place? It was a calling that I felt I wanted to be a little bit more experiencing living with the poor and living with people who are on the margins of society. I had thought of working in a homeless shelter, and one day I just, at the retreat, I said, oh, why don't I just start a place? That's how it began, and I, when I came back, I had a friend I was with. She said, oh, you got to talk to this sister at Dayhouse in Detroit, which was a, a homeless shelter. When I went there, then she introduced me. to. Well, I didn't meet her. She just told this other woman that I was interested in starting a shelter. That woman called me up two weeks later and said, Leona, I want to start a shelter also, and I'd love to do it in Saginaw. I said, well, you and I better get together. So she came up, and then she was a psychologist, just a lovely woman. She had also struggled with alcoholism and was 10 years clean, and she also had struggled with bipolar. So she understood you know, what most of our women go through. So that was wonderful because I did not have that in my background. Right. And so then I said, well, there's somebody else I talked to about five years ago. So I called her up and I told her we, were, we wanted to do this. Would she like to do it too? She said, yes, that was Rosalie Regal. And she was teaching at Saginaw Valley. Then I called the bishop and I said, can three of us want to start a, it was a Catholic worker. It was the kind of shelter we wanted to start. And he said, oh, great. He said, I've always wanted a Catholic worker in my diocese. That was how it began. Well, I asked the question because starting a shelter, and I can't help but to think there's easier things to do in life, like brain surgery or something <laughs> like that. Why start your well, own shelter? Well, because it, it was a response to living more radical Christian life. We did not take money. So we were not paid. We just did this. So, so when did Mustard Seed open the doors? When, was your, when did you first open? Well, we lived together for three months, and actually the bishop asked us to keep a couple, a missionary couple, and then we had to go through the zoning board. So the doors really opened in 1995 to receiving guests. And why don't you talk to us a little bit about some of those challenges that popped up along the way to actually get this, get these doors opened? The zoning was one of them. And so we 
because we were in a single family home and it was zoned for that. We went door to door and we had people in the neighborhood sign that they were willing to have a shelter in their oh okay yeah in the neighborhood and so that made a big difference and then we had somebody who said they would like to come and speak before the city council in our favor nice and so that was the first big hurdle that we had now amy you came on board at the mustard seed about when In 1995, I was mid-college, so I was 20 years old, and I was a student at Saginaw Valley State University, and I had a part-time job as the youth minister at the cathedral, St. Mary Cathedral, here in Saginaw, where Leona was a parishioner, and so we just were all connected. And so Leona was getting ready to start Mustard Seed, and so I think there were a few days when I would take kids over to the Mustard Seed and to tear out carpet and paint walls to get the house ready to welcome people. So really from the very beginning. And then I I went away to college to finish my education for a couple of years. And when I came back, I was involved sometimes a little bit more and sometimes not so much throughout those years. There was a time when Leona invited me to be part of a team of people who would train volunteers. But then I became the director in 2014. Around 20. 2011, Mustard Seed, the board of directors began to start planning for the future. I think Leona um, knew that she had she lived at Mustard Seed until she bought a house in 2009. Once Amy was going to come on staff, my bedroom needed to be her office. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said, "All right," and I had asked the board to. I said, "I don't want to wake up when I'm 80 mm-hmm. and find out." that I can't do it and there's no plan. One of the men said, when would you like this? I said, well, maybe by the time I'm 75, if we could have a director, it would be good. The day before I turned 75, Amy was signed in as the new director. Timing was perfect. October of 2014. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Now, where are you from originally, Amy? I was born and raised in Saginaw. Oh, okay. So you're total local. I'm a local. Yeah. For audience, we're going to take a quick break and thank our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to learn a lot more about Mustard Seed and what it is they're doing in the community. We'll see you after the break. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Total Michigan, where we interview ordinary Michiganders doing some pretty extraordinary things. I'm your host, Cliff Duvenois. Today, we are at the Mustard Seed in Saginaw, and I've got Leona Sullivan as well as Amy Bartell Rowe here with me today. And what I would like to talk about first off is we talked about what Mustard Seed is. I know there's other shelters that are in the area. So what is it about mustard seed that makes it different? So for one thing, mustard seed, we serve a a pretty specific population, and that is just women and women with children who are experiencing homelessness. We are very blessed in Saginaw to have a great group of roughly six to seven organizations who are doing the work of serving those who are experiencing homelessness. And each shelter has its own niche, if you will, um, which is really a blessing in our community. So, for example, there's another home, which is Emmaus House, and they serve just women, just single women who are coming from drug or alcohol treatment or jail or prison. And they have a very specific program for them. It's transitional living from 
that those institutional settings, you know, until they are able to be on their own. If there is a mom who is coming from jail or prison or drug or alcohol rehab, Mustard Seed is the place for her because we accept children. And so so really our shelters are all very unique and we work extremely well together to make sure that folks are off the streets and in in our shelters. And so when we are able to welcome them from that situation or any other situation for that matter, the important thing is is that they find a soft place to fall here at Mustard Seed and then are able to take a deep breath, feel love and mercy and compassion and care from our staff and our volunteers and really from each other. Our women do a great job of coming together with each other and supporting one another. One of the important questions that we ask oftentimes is, what is your role in our community? Where are you going to fit in? Are you going to be a worker at McDonald's? Are you going to be a student? Are you going to be a volunteer somewhere? You know, what is your purpose? And that's a really good framework from which to build. Just the other day, I had one of our moms said, um, I'm ready to go back to school. I want to get finish nice. my education. It was interrupted. I had all these kids. <laughs> <laughs> and and now I'm ready. I This is the number of credit hours that I need toward a degree in criminal justice. So I'm able to hook her up with one of our board members, has an organization that he's part of called Bridge the Gap that helps with education money for toward law, so law cool. enforcement education. Yeah, so there are just really great things that happen really on the daily basis. When the women do come here, and they're staying here, is there some kind of a transition to try to get them out onto their own? Can they stay for a certain period of time? How, do, how does that work? Definitely, that is the goal. So once they're here for uh, a couple of days, we meet with them and start talking about where were you before this? You're here now. And, and where do you want to be? And so sometimes, and it's different for every person, that is something that sets us apart is we really do meet each person right where they're at versus program where it's like, fill this box, fill this box, fill this box, you know, and maybe you'll get here, right? But we meet our people right where they're at and really listen to their stories. We find out what barriers they might have. Like, for example, do they have their birth certificates with them? Do they need uh, to get a state ID or a driver's license, social security cards, things like things that you need um, to be able to access really anything, including housing. Sometimes our guests have not been to a medical doctor in a long time. Maybe they have mental health issues that they need to address, substance use disorder issues. And so we really work to get to the bottom of all of that. And I know Leona mentioned it just a little bit. Perhaps the most common thread of what, what causes homelessness would be um, untreated mental illness and untreated substance use disorder issues. And, so, and sexual abuse. So, yes, trauma as yeah. well, unaddressed un, yeah. um, trauma. And so uh, we know that we need to give our folks the time to address those issues, um, to get into some good work and to really begin to heal so that then they can successfully function in a job, therefore then pay for an apartment, et cetera, et cetera. And that's one of the things that does make us different. If the person needs a little longer time in order to get some of these other things under their belt before they start moving out, then we give them that time. Yeah. So, and that's very important. So the average length of stay, we would say the average is usually like three to six months, but some people are shorter than that. Sometimes people have gotten a job and they just need 
few weeks to save money for a, a security deposit, right? So they're just here for a few weeks. We help them save the money and, and then they're off they able, go. off they go. Yep. Sure. But, but for the most part, the average length of stay is, is about three to six months. Uh, the way that we are able to do that, because a lot of places will say it's 30 days or it's a hard 60 days or a hard 90 days. But because of the way we fund ourselves, we are able to have a little, have really leniency with that. So so we are 100% privately funded with the exception of a very small grant that we get through the city of Saginaw, but they're very easy to work with. Part of the reason, the main reason why we don't take government funding for our day-to-day operations is because it is a lot of red tape. But, but we do get a lot of HUD money. Yes. And that has been a great blessing yes. because having women get help with shelter when they move out was a real game changer yes. when we began really? that. Yes. yes. To have a, a future with hope. To know that you could get help with housing, sometimes they just didn't make enough money to possibly be able to rent a house, raise kids, do all of that. That just has been a great, a great thing for us. Yes. What Leona's talking about is our permanent supportive housing grants. So basically for Mustard Seed, we have our day-to-day shelter, our everyday, our shelter program, and then it's a separate program called permanent supportive housing. So we manage money from HUD. It's a good government program. It, as she said, it, it, it people can be in it for as long as they need to be. We have people who then work. It, so it, it goes for rental assistance and utility assistance. Um, so the participant in that program pays 30% of their income toward their rent and utilities, which is extremely fair. That's what a financial advisor would tell anyone, that you shouldn't be spending more than 30% right. you know, toward mm-hmm. your living expenses. So. So it's very fair. And we have people who work themselves off of that program, which is wonderful. So they take the assistance while they need it. But again, so that is that's good government money. <laughs> and not that the other is the, the that the other is not supportive at all. It's just um, we don't want, a little bit prohibitive. At we don't times. want the program to be run by what the goals of the government funding is. So one of the things that really struck me when I came in here, especially the first time, how nice this place is. Talk to us about your approach to having just a really nice living space. Well, we both could talk about this for a long time, but I think Leona mentioned it. Part of her early work and the vision and the uh, the mission and of what the mission was formed out is, if you can imagine the term, radical hospitality. So nice. not only do we want to be hospitable, but we want to be radical about it. So we just we we say very proudly that we practice radical hospitality. What do you need? You know, we just I we just welcomed a woman today. She and this does not happen every day, but her worker from community mental health. I was in another part of the building, and someone said, "There's someone here." And I looked, and I said, "I don't have anything. I don't have a an appointment or anything." But I came out, and it was a community mental health worker and this woman. And I said, "Hello," you know. She just said, "I need a place to stay." And it so happened that we had a room that we had uh, that someone had moved out yesterday. So we had a volunteer here. We were able to turn the room around and get it, you know, ready for her. Now to have a facility like this, because we've talked a lot about how it just looks so nice on the inside from a sponsor standpoint. 
it has just got to be, I would, I would think that they'd be pleased with what it is that you're doing here. Cause this really is raising the bar as far as how we're able to help people. Absolutely. We are very blessed to hear that people are all in with mustard seed and that they appreciate and recognize the things that we've talked about and then in turn want to be part of it. Mustard Seed is a community here at 1325 Cherry Street, but it also is a part of the larger community. And that has really grown naturally as we've grown because we went from in 1995 serving seven or eight people, right? Roughly. A few more. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2002, moving to our current location where we could serve 15 to 17 people, women, women with children, to now, since 2020, since we made an expansion, we are now serving on a daily basis 35 to 40 individuals. So as Mustard Seed has grown, so has the response from the community and the support from the community because it makes such a difference. It saves lives, yes. the work that we do here. So back to sponsorships a little bit. As I said, our, we are blessed and grateful that our community supports us. And it is amazing that when there's a need, without even thinking about it, without even asking for it, it comes. And and I we have to believe that that's a God thing for sure. I'll give you an example. We have a big connection with Saginaw Valley State University, so we provide their students a lot of opportunities to gain experience and things like that. We have a group of occupational therapy students right now. And uh, in any case, so they're going to do some life skills classes with our guests and things like that. But one of the things we've talked about for a long time is having an outdoor play area. And, oh, nice. And that's a great occupational therapy yeah. thing to do for them to design what equipment we would want, what they need. So they're going to work on that. And I wasn't quite certain how exactly we might pay for that, but I'm like, go ahead, do it. We'll figure it out. I got a call from a Rotary Club in Frankenmuth, and they said, we don't want to be for profit, but we have a lot of extra money right now. And so we want oh, to yes. we want to dwindle our bank, you know, just so that we're not and we so that it's being used in the community. And I said, How would you feel about supporting a playground project for mustard seed? And they said, Consider it done. Man, I love it when God <laughs> does that stuff. I know, right? Right. That is it so was, cool. I love so that. I emailed the occupational therapy students and I'm like, go for it. You know, the sky is the <laughs> limit. And they were like, really? You know, they were very excited. So it's little things like that. And then we have a great small business community. A lot of our small businesses in Saginaw will do a pickup little fundraiser for us um, because they care and they want to be part of it. Lots of individual donors. We have a program called Friends of Mustard Seed Shelter. And if anyone would like to learn more about that, they can visit our website at w it's well it's the mustardseedshelter.org that's a great way to be a monthly donor if someone is interested in that we have so many other ways to help out too as i said mustard seed is all about community i mean if we had to say the number of guests that we've served over the past almost 30 years it'll be 30 years next year we would be getting close to probably 2000 oh yeah but if we looked at the number of people who have volunteered, donated, been part of Mustard Seed in some way, we're talking tens of thousands oh, of well. people. Yeah. Sure. That have, yeah, that have come together to 
support. And so it's a pretty special thing. One of the things I do want to talk about here before we wrap up is this concert. That's going on. Tell us about the concert. How can yeah. people attend the concert? Yeah. Who's going who's gonna to be there? Sure, sure. There's a band here in Saginaw. They're excellent. They're called Stone Street Revival. Many people know about them. Donnie Brown is their leader, and they have a great host of other musicians that make their band up. And they have chosen Mustard Seed to be a benefactor of these concerts that they're doing. This year on February 17th at the Court Street Theater in Saginaw, they are doing a show. It is called Flatbed Ford. And <laughs> if anyone out there is an Eagles fan, you fan that is a line in an Eagles song. Anyway, it is a tribute to the Eagles. Really great music. There are two shows for that day. One is at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and then an evening show at 7 o'clock. Tickets are extremely reasonably priced. The matinee show is $15 and the evening show is $20. And, and these guys are good. They're really good musicians. So... If you're not doing anything or if you need a, if this, I don't know when this is going to air, but if it's not Valentine's Day, that's a great Valentine's oh. Day gift, you know, you yes. but anyway, we're grateful to, to all of the people involved in that for supporting us. Danny Dog Productions is the name of the production company. Yeah. So that's February 17th. I will say one thing. We are in the process of really working to increase the number of emails we have. We're going to start doing monthly email blast just a quick Perfect. little email that says what's going on what our current needs are so if you have a church group or a school group or some sort of group that's looking to do some sort of collection we always have ideas for that of things that we legitimately need uh, if people want to learn more about the mustard seed and what it is you guys doing maybe get some more information on the concert they can do that at your website it's the mustardseedshelter.org Leona, Amy, it's been great having you on the show today. Thank you so much for talking to us about Mustard Seed and what it is you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And for audience, you can always roll on over to TotalMichigan.com and click on Amy's interview and uh, get all the links that she mentioned above. We'll see you next week when we talk to another Michigander doing some pretty extraordinary things. We'll see you then.